Hey, welcome to the Forward by Faith broadcast. I'm excited that you're here. We're on the way into the sanctuary because we believe that the Lord has a word for us. Come on in and let's see what God has for us. Not looking back, I press into a higher place, no longer will I be deceived by the enemy, I'm moving forward, 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 yeah, I'm walking in my destiny to be all that, I'm moving, forward, yeah, forward, speak to the Come on, bless him. Come on, give God praise for these singing queens. Tap somebody, tell him he'll keep you, he'll keep you, he'll keep you. Give God praise for my queen babies. The Girl Scouts, come on. That brother Ford, Queen Jackie, come on, give God praise for them. He's running for re-election, Country Club Hills mayor. Well, I almost couldn't let that go. He'd keep up my. Y'all went old school on me when I first got saved.
is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in cream pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you God for your word. Amen. Today is the day to start living. Look at somebody and tell them it's time to start living. It, it's, come on, take your seat. Not tomorrow, but today. Today is the day. Today is the day to start living. You need to start living. Not tomorrow, but today. Tomorrow ain't promised. You better start living. Today is a great day to start living. That's a good, positive affirmation. Today, I will start living. Look somebody and tell them like you mean it. Today, I will start living. Rev, the world is enthralled with positive affirmations. We often have these personal declarations and mantras that we say to ourselves in the morning because the self-help gurus have told you that it's good to say stuff like, I'm more than enough. I'm happy. I'm brilliant. They can't handle me. I have it going on. Maybe you need to look in the mirror and say some stuff like Viola Davis's character in The Help. You is smart. You is kind. You is important. You is smart. You is kind. You is important. It's all right to give a positive affirmation. I'm in the right place at the right time. Somebody ought to holler, I'm in the right place at the right time. Say it again, I'm in the right place at the right time. Researchers agree that there is some value in positive affirmation. They agree that when you experience anxiety and, and uh, low-grade depression, uh, words uh, can be uplifting. You need to have powerful words of affirmation, positive affirmation. It's funny how the world is always playing catch-up to the Word of God and never giving the Word of God credit from where they got their stuff from. This ain't the first time you have heard that words have power and you need to engage in positive affirmation. The Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. As a man or woman thinketh in their heart, 
so is he or she. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And therefore, words have the power to create. You are what you eat. You are what you speak. Your words have power and you will create what you say. You got to watch your mouth because your words have power when you speak because you are a little God. God said let there be. You can say let there be and stuff got to be because you said it. What you be speaking? What you been saying? How you been talking? Are you positive or negative? You got to learn how to engage in positive affirmation. You speak life over that baby now and those babies will speak life over you later in life. You got to speak what you want to see. Somebody holler, speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it. Today is a great day to start living. One of the best affirmations of living is Psalm 23. Right up there with the I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me is Psalm 23. Power packed with a series of positive affirmations. It runs over with positive affirmations. What's deep to me is that it is a staple at funerals where we're speaking words over the deceased who cannot hear, but it ain't for the dead, it's for the living. Uh, this psalm is not just celebrating life of the deceased, but if you'd make it a personal mantra and speak it over your life, since it's one of the few that we know by heart, if you got up every morning and spoke it over yourself, I declare that your life will take a shift and your life will take a turn. This Psalm 23 is a psalm of positive affirmation, and we don't even know the occasion for which David penned this psalm. But we do know that before he became King David, he was Shepherd David, and he had experience protecting, providing, and caring for his daddy's sheep. He may have even composed it while he was hanging out with the sheep or maybe while he was running from Saul who was hot on his tail. Y'all ain't hear me real good because this psalm is from a person's heart whose world has been turned upside down and there is no more comfort. He's had experience as a shepherd. So the boy says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. What a positive affirmation. With all this tripping and dipping and skipping, the Lord is my shepherd. Being a shepherd himself, he knew what he was talking about because the shepherd lives with the flock. Ain't you glad you don't have a God who just sits high, but he looks low and he comes to see about you? He lives with the flock. The shepherd is the guide and the physician, the provider and the protector of the sheep. The sheep are totally dependent upon the shepherd for provision, for healing, for protection, for direction. The shepherd is accountable to the sheep. If one of them jokers leave, he'll leave the 99, go after that little hard head man, because that's the one that he needs to bring back in. There's somebody up in here right now. You've been skipping and tripping, and God said, you done fell off up in here. Today is your day. David would protect the sheep. He talked about fighting and slaying the bear and the lion to protect the sheep. Protecting the sheep from predators. The sheep and the shepherd have a unique relationship. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. A real shepherd is a good leader, a tender-hearted person, a kind and compassionate person. Shepherd want the best for their sheep. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Abba Father is my shepherd. Daddy is my shepherd. 
Papa is my shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. You better hang with me up in here. I'm going to help you with some of your stuff. You, you really want to start living, you got to learn how to affirm that the Lord is my shepherd. Holler real loud, the Lord is my shepherd. Say it one more time, the Lord is my shepherd. Say it one more time, get it in your spirit. The Lord is your shepherd. Uh, this is a declaration for living. Now, in order to affirm that the Lord is my shepherd, it assumes that I have acknowledged that I am a sheep. In order for the Lord to be my shepherd, I've got to submit to the notion that I ain't nothing but a sheep. Oh, uh, this ain't easy to do because sheep ain't known to be the sharpest uh, pencil in the box. Uh, even though sheep are cute and cuddly and we count them before we go to sleep, uh, they don't have a reputation of being bright, independent thinkers. I've never known a sheep to have a PhD. I've never known a sheep to have an MBA. I've never known a sheep that y'all ain't hear me real good. They, they are known to be followers, to be meek and to be gullible and to be easy prey for wolves. Sheep ain't known for being smart. But in order to really start living, you got to declare and to claim that you be a sheep. I must at least declare and declaim that I am the Lord's sheep. Regardless of my intelligence, regardless of how strong I am, regardless of how accomplished I am, regardless of how many properties I have, regardless of how self-sufficient I am, regardless of how much money I have, regardless of my status in the community, regardless whether I'm single or married, regardless of what I have in order for me to affirm that the Lord is my shepherd, I must affirm that I am the Lord's sheep, that, 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 that I don't know everything that I don't see everything. Oop, you got me. I, I, I can't do everything. Uh, I need a lot of things. Uh, as a matter of fact, I need God for everything. I wouldn't be breathing if God wasn't my shepherd. I, I wouldn't be walking in here if I... Dude, I got to affirm that I as a sheep, I got to be the Lord's sheep. That takes humility, especially to be the Lord's sheep. But Psalm 95 and 6 says, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart like they did in the day of provocation and they opened up the ground and all them jokers sank. You got to declare that if you really want to start living, not only is he your shepherd, but you are his sheep. And you are who he says you are. And you'll do what he tells you to do because he is the sheep. Come on. See, you really want to be a sheep of the shepherd because the next thing he says is you can start living because when I am his sheep, I shall not want. When I'm his sheep, I'll lack nothing. When I'm his sheep, I got everything covered. When I'm his sheep, all of my needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When I'm his sheep, I ain't got to worry about that. I lack nothing. Look at somebody and declare and decree you lack nothing. Some of y'all won't even turn. Tell him you lack nothing. I, I don't care what you have. I don't care what you don't have. I don't care what they took from you. I don't care what they said about you. I don't care how much you got in the bank. I don't care how much you don't have in the bank. Baby, you don't lack nothing. If you can wave your hands and you're looking at me, you don't, you don't lack nothing. If you walked up in here, if you rolled up in here, you don't lack nothing. If you got breath in your lungs, you don't lack nothing. If there's blood flowing through your brain, you don't lack nothing. If you can think about what you thinking about, you don't lack nothing. Somebody holler, I don't lack nothing. I, I need to declare I don't lack anything. I, I walk in abundance and favor. I 
too often we got a spirit of lack based upon what we're dealing with. A spirit of worry and concern that makes us fearful that we ain't going to have enough. Many of us are thirsty and stingy and won't invest and won't sow to God because we scared we don't have enough. But you don't understand that when you are his sheep and he is your shepherd, if he tells you to do something, he already got you covered. Come on now, if we be real, what do we worry about most? What do we fight about most? Sex and bills, more bills than sex. We fight about bills, we fight about money, we fight about why didn't you tell me you took money out we fight about expenses emergencies financial obligations Jesus I know you said don't worry about a thing what you gonna eat or what you gonna drink that you know what I need but did you know that I got a mortgage did you know that I'm behind three months did you know that I gotta pay rent did you know that the water pump went out did you know that the water heater went out did you know that I'm going to have to get a new roof? Did you know that I got medical bills? Did you know that I'm going through hell? Don't you know that we got to make payroll? Don't you know that I'm living from paycheck to paycheck? Don't you know that there's no month, more months than money that I have? Don't you know? It ain't just poor folk who are asking God, don't you know? Is some of you well-off cul-de-sac Negroes that I worry about making ends meet too? Because some of the reason that you're successful is because you remember when you were poor. You remember when it was a tin roof. You remember when nine Negroes were in a bed. You remember when you had syrup sandwiches. You remember, some of y'all don't want to remember Cabrini Greens or Clarence Dower Homes. You won't even say anything about it because you want us to think you always lived in Flossmore. You ain't always lived in Flossmore. You are in black bottom you lived on the west side you ain't always been looking the way you looking and you don't want to remember because you scared to lose it you think if you look back over your life you gonna go back to where you came from but if you look back over your life and think things over maybe you'll be grateful and realize that only God brought you this far Somebody ought to give God praise that you ain't always been a doctor. You ain't always been a lawyer. Touch three people and say, yeah, I lack nothing. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. So tired of bougie Negroes acting like they always had a bag of chips. You had a brown bag. Your mama sent you to school with a brown bag with unnamed chips with hot sauce on it as a treat. Now you throw away more chips than you eat out of water used to go to the side of the house with the water hose with the with the ants crawling out of it now you gotta have a name brand bottle I don't drink that I drink Fiji I, I, I drink I drink water with all of the get thirsty you'll be drinking out the toilet like blue I'm, I'm sorry, Dad. Hi, daughters. But because the Lord is my shepherd, I can affirm I don't care how many bills I got. Shall not lie. I don't care how much money I need. I cannot lack. Because I'm daddy's boy. You daddy's girl. Because you daddy's sheep. Somebody ought to just say, ah. The intelligent joke is they wasn't doing nothing like that. I ain't doing that. Forget you, little fool. 
cool. I ain't going to get done. It's all right. The Lord is my shepherd. Shall not want. As a matter of fact, I can really start living today because it says in verse 2, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Somebody holler green pastures. Fields of, and meadows with grass that is abundant. A good place for sheep to graze and to rest. With so much grass, they don't even know what to do with it. The best place to graze. Sheep graze seven to eight hours a day, mostly in the cool of the day, in the morning and in the nighttime. They, they graze over and over again, and, and, and they get enough, a whole fair amount of food, so you need to make sure that you have adequate space for the sheep to graze, otherwise they might exhaust their resources. And, and if you give them the wrong diet, they will overeat because they ain't got enough sense to stop if it's good or it's sweet. They might eat a lot of sugar. That's why I want you to fast because you don't know how to stop when you need to stop. We ain't eating just because they put a big Jeffro Bodine portion on your plate don't mean you got to eat the whole doggone thing in one sitting just because you got a whole boatload of haagen in the doggone refrigerator don't mean you need to go every night and get you a big bowl and a glass of water. Did I go into your house? I'm sorry. He maketh me. Somebody holler, he maketh me. Why he got to make me eat good grass? Because one of the characteristics of a sheep is that they have a proclivity to settle for less than God's best. Look at somebody just say, ah. A sheep don't know what's good for them. A sheep don't know just how blessed they are. The flock must be introduced to green pastures because it does not know what is good for them. It doesn't know whether the ground is fertile or not. It doesn't know whether it has pesticide on it or not. It does not know what's good for them. So the shepherd has to lead them to what is nutritious for them. Or they don't even know how much space is needed. So if they don't know how much space is needed, they will overstay their welcome in a pasture that has become poison. Saints! We have to know when God has more. A shepherd must make you lie down in green pastures. He says he leadeth you beside the still waters. Water of repose, water of tranquility, water of peace, water of rest. Brooks that are quiet, not rapid. Because if they're rapid, you put your little snout over in it and you'll get swept away. Some of us like to live in the fast lane. You need to get over, put your blinker on, get at least in the middle lane so that you'll hurt yourself on the shoulder of the fast lane. When the sheep is thirsty, you got to understand that out of expediency, a sheep will stop at a dirty puddle and drink from it, even though there's living water just a few feet away. Because the sheep wanted to cometh to me now. And all they needed to do was take a few more steps and they would have been to some living water. Sadly, we are content with filth. How often do we settle for less than God's best? 
How often does God say, I have this for you, but you playing in the puddle so I can't get you to the next level. You eating something that looks sweet, but you won't eat what's nourishing for you because you think it's fine. Ain't everything that's fine going to go down well. You ain't hearing me real good. How often have we settled for a piece of something, a piece of somebody, a snack instead of a meal? You too old for a kitty snack. It's, it's time for you. You're no more happy meals. You, you need some joy in your life. It's time to go to another level. You drinking dirty water just because it's wet. Just because it's wet don't mean it's going to nourish you. Just because it's wet don't mean it's going to... Just... But I hear the Lord saying, it's time to start living. Tell somebody, just push him. Just tell him, just, just him, I know you're tripping now. Just tell him, it's, start, it's time to start living. Tell somebody else, don't you settle for less than God's best. Come on, tell them it's time to go to the green pasture. Tell, tell them it's time to get your abundance. Uh, God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. He says, I am the exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even imagine, God. He said, stop settling for a happy meal and go get a holy meal. He says, it's time to go to another level. I got you. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. You really start living when you can say, God will restore my soul. If you break my heart, if you betray me, if you do me in, you ain't the source of my heart mend. God will restore my soul. If you cheat me, if you dog me, if you speak ill of me, if you abandon me, you ain't the one who gonna sustain me. The Lord will restore my soul. To restore gives you the picture of returning back, to, to, to convert, to, to repent, to turn around. God says, I'm gonna restore you even though you ran away from me. All of the stuff you did, I ain't even blaming you because I already paid the price for what you did before you did it because I knew you was going to do it. I'm just waiting for you to come back. You my prodigal child, and you're going to be one of my best evangelists. You're going to have so much preaching material for all the ignorance that you did that when you come back, uh, he restores my soul. He restores my nephesh. He restores my soul. He restores my spirit. He restores my heart. The Lord, my shepherd, will restore me. You don't have to restore me. You may never talk to me again. I may never be a part of your little club. But when God gets done restoring me, baby, can't nobody restore me like God. Another way they say this, he puts a new heart in me. So when my heart is broken, I need to cry out to God, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me a knot from your presence. Restore unto me the joy. Of my, anybody need some joy? I dare you to hail God. Say, God, restore to me the He restored. Dr. Phil, he restores spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, physically. He stores. I just need to start living and quit going over the past about somebody who broke me. Can't nobody break you unless you let a joker break you. That's why you need to forgive them suckers so you can get to your restorative place. God says, I'm like the, I'm gonna treat you like the six million dollar man. I can rebuild you. I can make you better than you were before. I can bless you in your latter days better than you were blessed in your former days. God said, I got more for you today than you had yesterday. Them the good old days, but they old. You need to give God praise for a new beginning.
Hey, hey, somebody holler, he restores, he restores my soul, he restores my soul. I'm getting ready for life because verse 3b says, he guides me along the right path. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name, the shepherd leads. The shepherd guides to the right path, the, the happy place, the joy-filled place, the purpose-filled place, to your assignment place. He, he leads you. You ain't where you're going, baby. This is just a pit stop. He says, I want to lead you in the paths of righteousness, in his perfect will and not his permissive will. God, y'all be taking knockoffs. God said, I got the original. I got the tag on it. I paid for it. I got the secret emblem on the inside of the bag for you to know that it's authentic, but you playing around. So I'm going to lead you in the paths of righteousness so that you can avoid the pitfalls and the potholes of life. In Chicago, y'all down in Alabama, y'all got nice roads, but up him. <laughs> we hit a pothole, it'll jack up, shake the car, the smithereens, won't nothing work again. Be a 2023 riding like a Model T, you got to know. He leads paths, All right? And you ask your girls, can you follow? Did none of y'all turn, y'all? He said Angie. He ain't saying. You know I was talking to you too. <laughs> Couple more things about them sheeps. Sheeps have lousy direction. They follow the crowd. They have a tendency to stray. They have excellent sight. They said 360 degree sight. They can see. But the challenge is the wool that grows over their eye. They have a tendency to follow along with the crowd. If everybody else prays, they praise. If everybody else lift up hands, they lift up hands. But they can't stand the heat of somebody looking at them when they're going contrary to the crowd. So they just fit on in with the crowd. Even if it means being led off the cliff. You remember growing up and ever get, I know y'all didn't do nothing, but I had to get preaching material, so I did stuff. <laughs> you ever done stuff and you had to come home and explain to your mom and daddy why you was fool enough to do what you did? What was on your mind? Who was with you? Ricky, Daryl, Chucky, Kevin, and Carl. So all you fools were together and none of y'all could think together, group think, that maybe that wasn't a good idea. So if Ricky jump off the bridge, you gonna jump off the bridge and you sit there with that dumb look because you're like, well, you know, Brandon, know how much fun it's gonna be if Ricky jump off the bridge. I just might jump off the bridge. Just, this lady, her plaguing told a story about some sheep in Turkey. 1,500 sheep sheep fell off a cliff. 400 of the sheep fell first and died. And then the rest of the sheep fell on top of the soft dead sheep. The problem was they were in group think. So even though they halfway intelligent, one eyes was in the butt of another sheep and then they were being pushed from behind by the other sheep. So when they finally got to the cliff and saw that it was a cliff, it was too many pushing behind in order for them to back up. God says that's why you need a shepherd to lead you because you need a voice to tell you, pull up dog, don't marry that one, don't get into that deal, don't do that stuff. Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice and another one they will not follow. But let me tell you something. You know God's voice when you hear it. 
There are times we just like to act like we don't know. We would rather take on a goat persona. Goats love to buck the system. Goats love to eat trash. Goats love to butt heads. Every time you're around, you think you're the smartest joker in the room. But, but, button, button, you better get your sheep on. I, I, you, you know a still small voice when you said you were standing at the altar and something told you. Run, Faressa, run. But you said, everybody here now, you better learn how to, you wish that you had ran now because you okay, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone into their own way. You need to hear me real good. But Jesus said, the spirit will guide you into all truth. He will not speak but what he hears. He only speaks what the father says. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why you need to walk in step with the Holy Ghost. That ain't your conscience. That's Holy Ghost telling you, pull up. That's Holy Ghost telling you, go to the left. That's Holy Ghost telling you, don't say nothing about it. He gonna fix it after a while. You don't want to hurt his feelings now. He finally working on the second project in the house. Just hush because God's about to do something in your life. Ooh, y'all quiet now. Some of the sisters, I just lost y'all. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness by his spirit. His word is spirit. His word is life. His word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. You'll be thinking about it on Wednesday. Come to church on Sunday. God will give you confirmation on Sunday. And God say, you know, you better heed my voice because I'm trying to save you from bankruptcy. See, I'm trying to save you from your enemy. Why does God spend all his time caring about these sheep? Why are you leading me like this? He guides me along the right path. Check it. For his name's sake. God guides us in the right way. Much of it ain't got nothing to do with you. He says, I want you to walk into your place of rest and abundance because my reputation is on the line. He says, I, I, there, it's going to benefit my name when you're blessed. You're going to bring honor to me because that means I'm a God who keeps his promises. When I promise you something and the promise comes to pass and you testify about the promise that came to pass, you know, as he says, I'm like your family members who told you, don't you mess up our name out there in the streets. My brothers would tell me, if you're going to get in a fight, you better win. Don't you come back up in here all toe up and running. You better make sure you handle your business. Don't, don't you mess us up. You make sure. Don't be talking about you go to New Faith and don't represent. When you go out here and you're in the jewel, you need to be nice. If you are a New Faith member, Jesus said, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Showing yourself to be my disciples. Tell somebody it's time to bear fruit. When you bear fruit, you bring glory to his name. When you walk in purpose, you bring glory to his name. When you walk in your assignment, you bring glory to his name. When you take territory, you bring glory to his name. When you're an overcomer, you bring glory to his name. When you're the head and not the tail, it brings glory to his name. When you enlarge your territory, it brings glory to his name. He leads you in the paths of provision, of promise, of the promised land, of green pastures, so that he can make his name great. So God says, if I'm going to do all that, these little problems you have, do you really think 
I'm going to let a Canaanite, Ammonite, a Goliath, a Jezebel, or anybody get in the way of what I have for you. Do you really think that anything can separate you from the love of God? Do you really think what you're going through right now is going to keep you from He says, not even death. He says, my name is on the line. You're going through some stuff. He says, but that ain't nothing compared to what I'm going to do for you. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You don't need to fear no evil for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even if you face death, God said, I got your back. I got you covered. I got you going and coming. Can't nobody handle you. We said a few weeks ago that everybody got to go through a valley that there's work in the valley, that there are demons in the valley, but baby, God is in the valley. The valley is in the midst of some stuff. There's peace in the valley. There's dense forest in the valley, but yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Death casts a frightening shadow on life because nobody knows when death is going to show up and death seems to be final. I've been having jokers text me, blow me up, calling the church, because in the last two weeks out of my high school graduating class, my class lost three. The class before lost three. All within two weeks. And folk calling everywhere, Reverend, what say ye you to all that's going on? See, you need to understand. He says, he says thou art with me. He moves from a third person, the Lord is, to the second person, more direct address, thou art with me. Because when you're going through hell, when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, can't nobody rubbing on your back. You don't quit rubbing me, I'm going to backhand you. Get away from me. All you need to know is that the Lord is with you. When you're getting cancer treatments and you up in there all by yourself and you walking through the valley of the shadow of death, all you need to know is that the Lord is with me. Because if the Lord is with me, I don't have to fear because his rod and his staff they comfort me he'll take out his rod to beat back any enemy that's trying to come up against me and he'll take out his staff with a hook on it to control me when I want to run from the fiery furnace God says even though they didn't turn the heat up on you there'll be a fourth man who looks like the son of God who's on the inside who's got you in the midst of your valley is there anybody in here who's going through a valley I dare you to give God some praise because his rod and his staff will comfort you. His rod and his staff will assure you. His rod and his staff will give you confidence. Do I have anybody in here who's going through anything? I tell you to give God some praise because he says his rod and his staff, not even death can keep you because it's then when what you believe is all that really matters. Come on, we know that the one who raised the Lord from the dead will also raise us from the dead. We believe that the dead in Christ shall rise. We believe absent from the body present with the Lord. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because death, death, has been destroyed. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Is there anybody here who knows that God has you covered? You need to start a living. Look at somebody tell them, start living. Start living. Start living. If death didn't get you, if you had all of those when they died, I'll never have joy again. And 10 years later, you still catch a tear 
but you doing stuff you never thought you would do. Because you don't stay in the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Say they comfort me. And God says, if you ain't afraid to die no more, you ought not be afraid to live because there's more living to do with the rest. Tell somebody, start living. Because God says, thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemy. Y'all ain't hearing me good. That means that the psalmist has gone from a shepherd to a king. And the king has invited the sheep to the banquet table. The kingdom is symbolic of a banquet table where the father invites those to the son's wedding. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't hearing your boy up in here. And your king, like the shepherd, is a defender. You had enemies in the valley. Uh, but when you get to the banquet table, the king invites your enemies to the table so that your enemies can watch the king bless you. So after the king gives you a meal, the power of the king is transferred to the guests. And even though the enemies can't stand you, they can't touch this. Yo devils, can't touch this. Yo Judas, can't touch this. He anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. He puts wine in my cup to overflowing and wine is symbolic of the Holy Ghost. You got power, and God has given you an overflow blessing. God says, I'm about to do a new thing, because wine is symbolic of something new. You don't put wine in old wine skins. You put new wine in new wine skins. God says, behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Tell somebody, get ready. God's doing a new thing. Get ready for overflow. Get ready for increase. Get ready for abundance. Get ready for large territory. Get ready. Why? Goodness and mercy shall follow you of your life, goodness, favor, overflow, grace, increase, love shall not only follow you, but overtake you. It's time for a takeover. It's time for an overflow. Start 
No more. Same old, same old. No more. Low-grade depression. No more. I wish I would. Tomorrow ain't promise. Start living today. Daddy said, no more complaining. So what you got arthritis? At least you can feel. No more talking about what you don't have. You got everything. He don't want me bothered with me no more. He said, I never leave you, nothing's aching. He said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. God said, I got you. Everybody stand to your feet. If you're in this place, if you're at home, maybe it's time for you to make a decision. You've been trying to get it all yourself. God says, today is the day of salvation. Come on. You and your whole family, just admit, God, look, I'm a sheep, man. I done tried to do all this stuff on my own. I do not know what I'm doing. I don't know how to raise these kids. They're too much like me. Come on. If you're not sure you're safe, if you don't have a church home, all the way from the back, in the balcony. Come on. If you already walked out and were going to the parking lot and you hear my voice, Daddy's saying, come on. Come on, baby girl. Come on, give God praise. Come on, son. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast of New Faith Baptist Church International. If this message has been a blessing to your life, we ask that you please partner with us by sowing a seed of faith so we can continue to extend the body of Christ. Join us as we continue to move forward by faith. Yeah.